and welcome. I'm your host, Jillian Moss-Backman, and this is the debut program of Change Already, Your Future, Your Choice. My job in the next half hour is to make it this half hour as enjoyable and as sightful as humanly possible. So let me just take a quiet ah <laughs> to savor the moment of being lucky enough to be back on the airwaves. As some of you may know, I had to take a hiatus from my radio career almost a year ago now, to write my new book that came out about six months ago, which is called Beyond the Pews, Breaking with Tradition and Letting Go of Religious Lockdown, better known in my household as BTP. <laughs> and I'm happy to report that it's I've been taken by surprise, I have to admit, on how fast it's taken off throughout the country. You know, it's really one thing to be sitting alone in my little office with my little kitty cat and my puppy dog riding away by yourself, you know, and you just look towards the end of the goal getting the accomplishment done of writing a book, and it never occurred to me that somebody would actually buy the book, like the book, read the book, and take off as quickly as it has. And believe me, I'm very thankful for that. And you can find it in most of the bookstores in America nowadays. And as of last week, it's now abroad. So during the program, as we move forward every week, I'll be telling you a calendar of events, and I would love to meet you in person. Come on up and tell me that you listened to the radio show and you've read the book, and we can discuss from there. During that time, however, I was sidelined and forced to watch the world from afar. And I have to say it was excruciating, to say the least. You know, when you're out of pocket for about a year, you have to look at the world, and it's always changing and I realize that we always should be discussing all the time. So I'm happy to be back and ready to jump in and make up for that lost time. i got a lot of topics to discuss, a lot of stuff to say, and hopefully we can discuss it together. As we move forward, you're going to realize that I run my show a little bit different than other people that you've heard in the past. A couple of years ago when I started hosting my own radio show, I was responsible for creating my own format. Now, you realize that as we move forward together, I expect everybody to do their work along with me, and I include myself in that task. So I had an assignment in front of me to find out what kind of program I could create that would separate myself from the crowd. And mind you, there's... That was not an easy task because there's a lot of great programming out there, especially in the Internet world now. So I really had to start looking deep beyond what was in front of me to find what would make me different from the rest of them. So I started where I knew best, which was my daily routine. Unlike the rest of you, I'm addicted to coffee, so I always have my coffee in the morning and my children getting ready to go to school, and the Today Show is always in the background among the chaos of what's going on in my house each and every morning. 
And I realized that my favorite part of that show was the human interest part and the how-to segments they always have. You know how it is. They usually have an expert come on, talk about what they're doing in the world, give you a few examples of what you should be doing in your home, and just kind of drop you off the cliff from there. You know, and I found myself being so doggone frustrated by it. It was always too short, and it was always just enough to pique my interest, but really not coming full circle with the story and always left an ending that was unfinished. And I realized that I can't be the only person out in the world that feels this way after watching these spot programs. And it really got me to thinking, you know, I understand, believe me, that we live in this world in an ADD environment, meaning that spot journalism is the only way to keep the majority of our attention. But I really thought there might be some kind of people other than myself that wouldn't it be great if I created a program that could present these current issues, you know, and explore creative avenues for solutions and give ample time to do that. So with that thought in mind, I decided that I would take one topic, and you'll see as we go along, I'll take one human interest topic or something, a different kind of idea that we have, and dedicate several shows to it in a row, and a series, I suppose, if you want to call it that, a series of shows in a row. And I include interviews with experts. Listen, the one thing I learned a long time ago is that I'm not an expert at everything, nor do I want to be an expert at everything, but I am an expert at asking other people that know their expertise, the good questions, and how we can get and extrapolate their expertise to emulate in our own lives. The other part to the story is that I'll have exercises that you can do in your own time in the comfort of your own home. I've been out there long enough to realize that people really do want to change and they really do want to do something different, but our fears keep us from going out of our households to find experts or find people to help us change in being better people. So I figured I would just bring the experts to us. And so to get us started in the swing of that idea of the series, I'm going to present my first topic this week. We'll meet on Tuesdays and Thursdays at noon, and I'm calling it a mini-series, and we'll only have two shows on this. The first one is called Finding My Yellow Brick Road. I've learned in my many years that everyone has a story to share. You know, some are more exaggerated than others, but they all have one common aspect to them, which is the beginning, a solid foundation basically to build upon. Since we're all going forward together on this path, I thought it would be appropriate if I only shared a few tidbits of my own story to get us started. Last summer, I was asked to be a keynote speaker for a college during their opening ceremonies, and my assignment, hint, hint, was to talk about my career and how I arrived at the point in life that I am now. And the second part was that I was to encourage all the kids to find and follow their own path to success. You know, when you have an assignment like that, you have to take a hard, long look at yourself 
and really sort through the important aspects of been going on in your life, the highs and the lows and how that all works to make you the person you've become. And I realized as I did that reflective time that I'm really not one of those kind of people that had their lives all planned out before them. We all had those people in our lives, you know, the ones that knew exactly what they were going to be when they grew up and they followed the plan to a T. And then they actually got what they wanted to do, whether that was a career in in teaching or whatever. They seemed to always be on the right track. And for a long time, I really envied those kind of people because they had everything laid out right in front of them. The guesswork was basically taken out of it. And all they had to do was follow their internal vision. You know, and they never deviated from the course. But now I've come to realize that that's not the best plan of action for happiness. There's really no room for spontaneous spiritual intervention or even nature's gently nudging for you to go to this direction or that direction or add something creative and different to the process. And as I was looking to write that speech, I realized that somehow I tripped upon a better plan that worked for me. I was always in touch with what people call nowadays the inner soul voice guiding my way. I had always been taking cues from my heart center, like that little song from childhood that we all know, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Well, I have no idea, but something must have clicked deep inside of me as a kid, and that I've been following that inner sense, that inner knowing ever since then. Now, mind you, it's been a winding road instead of a straight journey like the people I had talked about earlier, with lots of twists and turns and highs and low. But I've realized now that I would never change a thing about how I got here today as I am now. You know, my life, I was a minister's daughter for for that first half of my life. And, you know, you get the common questions. Were you a bad girl? Did you do bad things? Were you a good girl? You know, all those things that come with a minister's daughter. And I am happy to report that I was pretty even-keeled and stayed on my own truth and kind of stayed in the middle ground, not going to either side or the other. And then I went on to college like everybody else and earned a degree in psychology. But while I was in college, I started into modeling. And this is where I learned the hard knocks of the world. That is not an easy world to participate in. You have to be tough and you have to have a you have to know yourself pretty well not to get swallowed up in all the drama that goes on with that. But what was interesting about it is it led me to owning my own day spa and wellness center. And it was during this time that I really found my vision and got to know myself. You can read the rest of my story. The, you know, the rest of it is on my website, and you can find it at jillianmossbackman.com, and that's spelled J-I-L-L-I-A-N-M-A-A-S-B-A-C-K-M-E-N.com. I know it's long. It's It's hard. But start at my blog talk page and work your way back. 
throughout all of that, I realized the most part of my the most important part of my story was the consistent relationship I had been fostering with my own intuition, that inner voice that we all know within ourselves. It seemed to get me through all those highs and lows in everybody's life that we've all experienced. And on my work, I've been able to see that a lot of people have ventured very far away from their inner knowing. It's almost like they don't even have a sense of who they are internally anymore, and they've lost complete sight of that soul inner happiness. And in my world, that's what fuels me every day. And you'll see as we go forward, it's the bond that's underneath all of my radio programs that I present in the world. And it will help us all stay connected to that inner voice and that happiness that we're all searching for. After the break, I want to talk exactly about the format that I'll be using going forward and how we're all going to fit together on this path. But I have a riddle for you first. 65% of the population do this task every day. What is it? I'll tell you after this short break. change already your future, your choice. Before the break, I asked you a riddle. What do 65% of you do every day but are too fine and shame to admit it? Are you ready? We read our horoscope. You know, you ask people, 
if they actually read that stuff. Oh no, no, we don't. We don't believe in that stuff. We don't read that stuff. But uh, evidently, some of you must be closet readers that never admit out in public because 65% of us are actually doing it every day. Yesterday was an important beginning to 2012, and I'm not sure if you're all aware of it. It's the Chinese New Year, and it is the Year of the Dragon. It's basically the Chinese version of the traditional zodiac we're all familiar with in the newspapers and magazines and and the like. But unlike the individual zodiac signs for each month, this system runs by predictions on any given year. So in this case, it's the year of the dragon, 2012. And each year is assigned a certain kind of chosen animal, which represents a specific characteristic, such as the year of the snake or the ox or the rabbit or the rat and so on. And the best way to find that is that it's unlike the monthly calendars. You actually get this big, long printout. And thank goodness for the Internet. It's everywhere. And you can actually look up your year, and that year is assigned to a certain animal. However, the dragon, which is this year, is the only energy in the system that's not a real animal, obviously. It's a fictional animal that's supposedly supposed to represent the combined characteristics of all the animals in the Chinese symbols in one. And so as I was reading about this, and it's always interesting to read that, it doesn't really necessarily mean you have to follow it, but it is an interesting way to look at years and months and dates and how it all mixed together from a mystic point of view. Now, the mystics this year are talking about the year of the dragon as a theme of good fortune and intense power. It's been labeled as the karmic, oops, the year of the karmic sign. Now, what they're reporting is that this means that it's going to be larger than life, it's time for perseverance and unpredictable events and big things to come. And when I was reading this, I thought to myself, wow, that sounds a lot like the December blog that I wrote in for my predictions for 2012 as well. And, of course, it's posted on my website that I gave earlier, but I'll give it one more time. It's JillianMossBackman.com. Go back there and read the similarities of what I had to say with what the mystics are saying. And I didn't read any of that before I started, by the way. I just kind of went with what I was, what I was feeling and sensing for the year. But really understand the influence of how this Chinese uh, system works. You have to combine two things. You you can't just look at the year. You have to look at the year you were born under and then cross-reference that together with the year of the dragon. And so each year has specific challenges and successes they'll have along. The reason I'm bringing this up is because I found an interesting correlation that that is particularly going to formulate in 2012. The president of the United States, Barack Obama, is born under the sign of the ox. Now, as we all know, the ox is a large animal in stature, and the folklore has it 
to be said as a very steadfast and loyal kind of animal. However, it's a bit on the stubborn side and rarely gives in to pressure. Uh, wow. Now, if you mix those two ingredients together, and that's what we do here, which is the year of the dragon and year of the ox, and you read the forecast the mystics have laid down for those two combinations, there's a bit of combustion here and there. The dragon and the ox are both very strong and forceful animals, and the ox may have a little bit of troubled water for the year ahead. So I'm talking about this in the debut show because let's watch it. Let's see what happens. I always like to test these theories. You know, I believe in it. I think it's an interesting way of looking at life. But do I live my life by it? Absolutely not. But it is kind of fun to see how it all works out, especially as we're moving into the election year. I want to turn our attention back to the program format that I started talking about earlier. And I alluded to my intuition as my gift and my pleasure that I share with the world. I have to be honest with you, it really took me a long time to figure out how to trust and use my own intuition for myself, let alone the world. And I really struggled with the idea that somehow I was functioning just a little bit unique from the other people around me. But once I was able to change that mindset, get a, real, get a real hold on how it worked in my life and how to use it and how to manifest things that were coming through me, through my soul voice and out into the world, my life started coming down a little bit. It, things became a little smoother. And I really started treating my talent, as I call it, as a calling. And eventually I worked it into a career. Like any profession, as doctors or accountants and teachers, I had to decide how I wanted to use it out in the world that would benefit everyone and make me feel comfortable. So with that, I developed a healthy respect for my gift, and I really cherish my gift now. And I have become extremely picky on how I want to share it with the outside world. And I've really come to an understanding that it should be used in the appropriate time and in the appropriate place for everything I do. One of the things that really brought me and intrigued me about Blog Talk Radio is the spontaneous interaction that we'll be able to have as we move forward through the open telephone lines and the chat lines. And for these first two shows, I'm really just going to concentrate on getting us through momentum and picking up and generating space and time as we go forward of knowing each other before I add those two dimensions. But before I do that, I really want to lay down a ground rule that I really need all of you to follow. A long time ago when I started in radio, people found out what I did for a living. I bet you can guess what the first thing that everybody wanted me to do. The first thing they wanted me to do was to go on air and do live spot readings from the audience. Believe me, 
I fully understand the rush people get and the and how the ratings would come along with it. And in fact, I've done a few on air, like Casey Anthony case a couple of years ago when it first started. But using my gifts this way has never felt good in my gut. I hold too much respect for my callers and myself to do this. I realized when my clients, I realized this when my clients were returning and could recite almost verbatim what I had told them in private private meetings years before. And, you know, I know that sounds kind of creepy, but what I gathered from all that was, you know what, this gift is truly helping people and I have to be responsible for what I put out in the world because people are listening and people are taking actions on what I've asked them to do. And they're really listening. And I felt, as I listened to other psychics and intuitives on air, that really a four-minute tidbit rating goes and may cause more trouble in people's lives because we're talking life decisions. And when you're talking life decisions, those are too important to you and me to do anything about it on air. So I'd love to have your feedback, but I'm not going to do any readings on air live, so please don't call in and ask for that. Those kind of things are done better in private sessions. And you're and you're Please go to my website. All the information is there on how to do it and how to contact me directly. I'm around. I'm everywhere. So next Tuesday, uh, next Thursday, excuse me, I really want to get started with all this. So on Thursday's show, I'll be discussing in depth my book, Beyond the Pews, Breaking with Tradition and Letting Go of Religious Lockdown. And it's so funny because as my life always goes, you have to hear the story I'm going to tell on Thursday about the Naked Golf Team and my kickoff book tour through Cross America. You can find the book, and if you'd like to read it before Thursday or even get started on it, look for it in your local area. It's all over in all the bookstores. Read it before the show and contact me through Blog Talk or through my website, and you can find me at other places, and we can chat about it. You can write me on my Facebook wall. I'm always on Facebook. You can find me there. You can tweet me at Jillian Moss Backman, or you can even investigate my website that we talked about earlier. In that, in my book, I go into detail about my life in the church as a seer and as a knower. And some of the exercises that I've been doing for my clients are now in the book in written form, which I've never done before. And people are enjoying those exercises. And you'll be able to do them, and we can talk about it on air. I was a little surprised that it's not been more controversial than it is, thank goodness. But you'll find that it has a little bit of religious mix, a little bit of spiritual mix, a little bit of analytical combinations, and my life story all encompassed in the whole thing. So I hope you'll join me on Thursday for a lively discussion on with Between the Pews. 
And I want you to remember between now and Thursday, change does not have to be difficult, but it is necessary to grow. I hope to see you on Thursday when we'll be talking the same time, high noon. Grab a locale snack and join me on air, on live, on Block Talk Radio Thursday.